The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and welcome to the Property Pulse podcast. In this podcast, I hope to share with you the first principles of real estate. These are the principles of real estate that apply regardless of where you may be on the planet right now. And there is one of those constants that's affecting every real estate market in the world right now, and it's COVID. And in this podcast, I share with you exactly how it's affecting the Australian real estate market and the overall economy. This podcast is entitled The Fake COVID Economy and the Consequences. Reduce choice and you create false competition. Create scarcity and you have false demand. Control movement and you change buying habits and consumer expectations. Right now, our economy is experiencing something very peculiar and this became increasingly evident in my recent holiday to Hamilton Island. Hamilton Island is a perfectly controlled economic bubble with a captive audience. Once there, you are subject to its constructed supply and demand dynamic. Before the COVID era, should you have visited Hamilton Island, one could have easily accessed all one needed to enjoy a great time and with very little inconvenience. Now we joke that Hamilton Island may well be the most beautiful place in Australia to stand in line. Although shuttle buses are available to transport you around the island, the very best way to easily discover the delights of Hamilton and to easily navigate around is by getting a golf buggy. There are very few cars on the island and you're unable to hire one. So hiring a golf buggy is not just the only alternative for personal transport, but the only way to experience the island in your own time. Before leaving on my holiday, my travel agent assured me that there was no need to book in advance for a buggy, but upon arrival, we found the buggies were booked four days in advance. When I contacted my travel agent with respect to this, he asserted that in 14 years of sending people to Hamilton Island, he had never heard of anyone being unable to secure a buggy upon arrival. Alas, we now live in the COVID era and things have certainly changed. Exacerbating the situation was that the alternative was to hire bicycles to head off on our own adventures. But the bike operator closed down when the COVID shutdowns hit them hard last year and there was no signs of him returning anytime soon. This was the theme evident when seeking a place to eat. Those restaurants and cafes owned by the island operator, which is just a big corporate, mainly Chinese-owned entity, were open for business, but several of the privately owned uh, operators uh, have not returned since COVID shutdowns rendered their business unoperable last year and the doors remain firmly shut. This meant that one was unable to simply walk in off the street and get a table and in some cases restaurants were booked out several days in advance. As with many resorts, breakfast was included in our package, but that involved a 15 to 20 minute lineup in the morning to access the meal you'd already paid for and there was no alternative as everywhere else was also booked out completely. Um, would not accept walk-ins because of the newly fabricated COVID protocols or that was simply just closed. This dynamic extended to every activity on the island. Want to go on a tour? Sorry, all booked out. Want to access the all-terrain vehicle experience? Nope, not for days. Would you like to go on an impromptu cruise? Sorry. 
All of these activities were freely available not that long ago without booking well in advance. You're actually encouraged to go to the island, check it out and see what you wanted to do uh, before determining what adventure to enjoy next. But not anymore. The COVID economy means that people are not able to travel overseas, so increasingly places like Hamilton Island are oversubscribed. It actually felt like Hamilton Island was 20% over capacity with much of the day spent in line waiting for a shuttle bus, waiting for a meal or an event to take place. Even when leaving for the airport, which is just a kilometre or a 15 minute walk away, we were required to leave two hours earlier than our flight because, well, I didn't book one of the handful of on-island taxis days in advance. Being oversubscribed is great for the resort operator, but not so great for the consumer as service levels reflected the demand. It was at that moment that I realised that Hamilton Island was actually a microcosm of the overall Australian economy and maybe a reflection as to what was going on in the world generally. When the small guys are forced out of business and no longer provide an alternative, the big corporates get away with offering less value whilst making more money, full stop. In this paradigm, you and I as consumers lose. In an economic downturn, you can normally expect more for your money. You can normally expect struggling businesses to try harder, serve you better and deliver a better consumer experience. This is not what is happening for the Australian consumer right now at all. And across most sectors. Pre-COVID, if you attended a builder display home, you would have had it all to yourself. Builders were offering extras to entice you to sign up. Offers like free upgrades to appliances, additional insulation, complimentary landscaping were all the norm. Now, you're lucky to find a builder who to work with in the first place. And if you do, you're paying full price and well, expect to wait your turn. The builders have their own set of issues, though, in securing tradespeople and suppliers. There are rumours that Australia has a timber shortage, with Bunnings, a major hardware retailer here in Australia, and others restricting how much you can buy at the one time. Is timber the new toilet paper, one asks. This has extended to steel and other supplies as COVID has impacted supply chains here and around the world. This has put upward pressure on prices, that have now been passed straight on to the consumer, meaning you and I pay more. Once again, the average Aussie consumer is paying the price. So people are now finding building a far less attractive option, but in order to take advantage of the low interest rates currently available, they're out there buying established homes instead, and as a result are competing with an increasing pool of buyers at open inspections. In some cases, property values have increased by 20% since Christmas. Supply of new cars also slowed since COVID, putting pressure on secondhand values. In particular, this has impacted the secondhand commercial vehicle market as businesses seek to take advantage of the up to $150,000 instant asset write-off provided by a federal government, resulting in two-year-old one-ton utes increasing in value by 30% in the last 12 months alone. This is unprecedented and it's unsustainable. The COVID economy construct is actually hurting Aussie consumers who are largely spending money they don't have to buy things that are overpriced in an economy where goods and services seem scarce. This will lead to inflation, the like we have not seen for generations. 
From coffee shops refusing to return to normal trading hours post-COVID to doctor surgeries refusing to take in-person consults until a virtual consult has taken place and to home buyers having to wait three to six weeks longer for finance approval when buying a home, it is in fact everyday Aussie consumers that are disadvantaged as business operators and banks continue to blame COVID for shit service and less value for money. My genuine fear at this juncture is that there is no end in sight. As I've mentioned on several occasions before, the Keynesians are very much pulling the levers of our economy as the free market has been abandoned in favour of a more interventionist style of managed corporate society. In this paradigm, the profits of big corporates like Coles, Woolworths, Bunnings and the banks are to be protected at all costs, especially the costs to the average everyday Aussie consumer. Things will get worse as mass migration picks up again as borders reopen because nothing grows an economy better than more people and more demand. Mark my words, the Keynesians in control of our economy will go to extraordinary lengths to stay out of recession on their watch, even if that is to the detriment of those they are elected to serve because those they do seemingly serve, being the large corporate interests, enjoy nothing but upside in the post-COVID paradigm. The Diamondback Fighting Championship makes its much-anticipated return to the Adelaide Oval in July. DFC 12 will be a packed event with over 1,500 fight fans expected to make their way to the McGarry Room at the Adelaide Oval. So to ensure that you don't miss out on the first live DFC event at Adelaide Oval, all you need to do is jump onto diamondbackfc.com.au and pre-register for tickets and notifications today. I'm Dave from Real, and I'll look forward to seeing you there at DFC 12. Thanks again for joining me on the Property Pulse podcast. And of course, I look forward to bringing you a whole lot more next time.